We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Unscripted, the film show with Cecilia Lewis, Rachel. I'm so glad you weren't all privy to the conversation we were just having prior to coming on air because it was interesting. We were talking about float tanks and <laughs> spending an hour alone in some water in the dark, naked, thinking <laughs> with your it's own for, thoughts. It's for some people and for others it's It's, it's, it's not. not. I couldn't think well, of anything worse, to Kat, be quite honest. Cat loves it, um, doing, doing the float tank. Uh, and she just finds it like really peaceful and is able to switch off and stuff like that. Must be and amazing to be to be <sighs> able to switch off. And, yeah. and I was just I was just because uh, you can play like either these uh, guided meditations yeah. um, in there, and it's like you know some are like a serene forest and ones like going through the galaxies and and these kind of things, which is kind of cool. But for me, it was just like I really want to play the the uh, Tim Burton Batman soundtrack in here. <laughs> And it was like, just not possible. Well, I'm sure they could just chuck it on. Like, Get them to feed it through yeah, the, like, the yeah. sound and be like, I what just, the hell? And then 50 other people there have to listen to it as well. No, no, because no, it's actually just in your tank. Oh. It's only your tank that's uh, that's got the sound. And I just, just imagine like floating there, as you said, naked, uh, <laughs> and, and just like the Batman soundtrack going, I don't know. Just an hour of that would be just bliss. Oh, really good. Dear. It's a, the first thing, whenever I get a new TV, uh, or if I get a, a he new has car. to watch the 1989 uh, um, Batman yeah. to see if there's any differences it's, on the it's TV. It's not like we've been working with you for <laughs> yeah, years yeah. and already but know even, this. Even if I get a new car, I like to play the Batman soundtrack while I'm yeah. in a new car, and I feel like Batman. It's great. Ah, <sighs> love it. So yeah, um, it's been a it's been an odd week for me. I, you know, uh, if you take your car to a, a service centre to get serviced, mm-hmm. you expect that you're just going to get your car back and go, mm-hmm. well, hey, I've got my car back and it's uh, running pretty much the same, but I've just spent a fortune on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, this week I had a really weird uh, experience because I went to pick up my car from the uh, the, the uh, service centre place and they said, okay, everything's been done. Your, your brake pads are good. Yeah, oh, we replaced them now. They're good um your, your spark plugs are, are all sparky it's fantastic and there, there is one thing though um two hours ago there was a, a car crash uh, in the car park oh no and, uh, no way yeah, one car got written off a, a Toyota Kluga got written off like how fast were people going in a car park <laughs> To write off, it's probably car. in a friend's and a Kluger some, as well, like yeah. zoomies around yeah. the car. And this is three, we're doing three o'clock on a Monday afternoon. Loves it. And they said, but the thing was, one of the cars, uh, you know, hit the other car, and then that car ricocheted and hit your car, and then ricocheted and then hit another car. Wow. So, so the back of the car is uh, like the tow ball got pushed up, and the bumper got a bit damaged, and it's got to get like you know fixed. So all, all everything's going to be sorted. It's 
Is this your mum's old Toyota? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So everything's going to be... At least it's not your brand new car. No, no it's not, not a brand new car. Not That's that your mum would appreciate. No, but Anyway. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it, it's all sort of it. Just weird. Like, it, I, I'm still... Uh, like, apparently there's footage of it. I just really want to figure out how you crash a car in a car park and you have that much force that you ride a car off and then damage two other cars. Yeah, that, that is madness. Yeah. Absolute madness. Incredible. That's yeah. uh, quite an interesting story. I'm glad no one got hurt except a few cars. <laughs> and um, An interesting office story plus uh, some interesting footage that they probably... Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine it in my head. It's a, it's a young guy. He's been at the job for maybe three weeks. No, no, it was a... No, it shouldn't be so... <laughs> it no, no, it wasn't someone working there. Oh, I no. thought it was someone working just, there. No, it was in the car park. That was doing yeah. zoomies in the car park. No, no, no just a complete rando. With customers' like, cars. I, I, oh. I've got the details of the one guy that hit, hit the car... Hit my car or my mum's car, um, but yeah, I have no idea who the other person was. There but yeah, just but just blows me away because I mean, how fast you go in a car park? Like best case, ten k's. <laughs> yeah. Well, you even, know, twenty five. No, <laughs> even two cars going Walking ten k's speed. an hour, Walking hitting speed. each other. Mm. You wouldn't think there's enough force there. No, they would have been going at least sixty. So if they like decided they were gonna. I don't know. I can't even. I cannot even fathom, fathom like fathom how it's can't. happened. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, but uh, that's uh, like been ex- <laughs> that's extended Random. by a week. Uh, I did go and see a movie on Saturday though. I went and saw Road to Perth. I went to see this movie. Do you want to hear my story? Okay. So I pulled up at Luna. Well, at Leaderville, where you park your car to go and mm-hmm. see a film. Now, I'm very lucky. I did email Tony and I got a screener for this so I can see it. However, I went to see this film, ready for my Saturday morning movie, as I do. Got out of my car, went up to the parky beat beat meter, put in my deets, put in my card. Plenty of money on my card. Not going to tell you how much, but plenty of money. <laughs> Declined. Declined. Mm. Declined. Went to the other machine. Declined. Was declined. Tried my card, tried my phone, tried my other card. Everything declined. I was like, something does not want me to watch this movie today. So I had to go home. It was 11 o'clock and I just gave up. Got in my wow. car and drove home. Oh, but at least you got a screener. I've got a screener. So I'm going to watch it. But, um, oh, so you've not seen it I've yet? I've not seen it yet, um, but I am going to watch it. But I have seen Dog, which is the new Channing Tatum film, and I did manage oh. to watch... Embarrassingly, Deep Water, which is the new film with um, Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas, the Why is that? erotic thriller. It's oh, an erotic okay. Thriller. I had uh, to me. I'm like Deep Water. Okay, it's some kind of thriller just film. With a shot. What would like to preface that I don't always just go and watch erotic thrillers. <laughs> so, who who is in this? Ben, ben Aff- Affleck and. Anna de Armas, I think is how you say her name. She was the main lead in Knives Out, which was the film a few years ago that uh, Lewis and, and it's I an erotic. It's an ero- It's dubbed an erotic thriller. wasn't very erotic. Right. But I'll well, talk I got the thriller bit right. I was <laughs> like, because it sounds thrillery. Okay, so it sounds like we have a few things to talk about. Tonight. Well, I I saw Turning Red um, oh, on the weekend with Bryce. Um, and we've been singing Four Town tracks all week. Um, still doesn't make sense to me why they're called Four Town when there's five of them, but it was very reminiscent of like the 90... Well, I mean, it's set in 2002, mm. so uh, it makes sense that that kind of in sync boy band music is very popular, etc. blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was like, it kind of was reminiscent of my time in high school, not that I was ever really into those bands, but a lot of my friends were. Were you a big red panda? 
No, I wasn't. No. Um, there was somebody else in my class that was. Oh. Um, paid for them to come to my party. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, you've not seen Turning Red, so that reference makes more I sense to you. I have no idea what you guys are talking so, about. So, right Turning Red <laughs> is the new newest Pixar Disney film, um, and it is on Disney Plus. Uh, it was supposed to be released in the cinemas, and um, it, it was released straight to Disney Plus. Um, and it's it follows a young girl called uh, May May or May Lin. She's thirteen. Things change when you're thirteen. Generally speaking, it's hormonal, but for her, she turns into a big red panda. Mm-hmm. So it has to do with a family. Um, a family, I was going to say tradition, legend, um, curse, just one of those things, you know. And so she has to do a ceremony to keep the panda at bay. But um, the panda is bringing out all sorts of emotions in her or she's having lots of emotions and the panda comes out. So it's your typical, um, you know, basically what they're saying is 13-year-olds are full of hormones and, yes, that, that is the time where they start to pull away from their parents. There's lots of arguments that happen. Um, they're using the metaphor of the, the red panda kind of to indicate that this is that time in, in every teenager's life where mm-hmm. poop goes down. Yeah. Um, so I, I found it really interesting to watch it as a female who has been a teenage girl and who had that experience of turning into a panda. Um, no, of having that experience <laughs> where you really do start pulling away from your parents and there's lots of fighting and, I mean, my mum de- deserves like some kind of award for what she put up with, honestly. Um, so, yeah, just a really cool movie and, I mean, Bryce is five and he absolutely loved it. So it's you don't have to be any particular age. I, I loved it. Yeah, I, I spoke with my mate Jason and uh, his uh, two daughters, Thea and Astrid. They both watched it. They, mm. they both loved it. Everything went completely over the top of their heads. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they still just enjoyed it for for what it was. So, mm. uh, but yeah, it's but it is good because they they are they actually do uh, broach this topic of are you having your period and uh, they, there's like talk of you know uh, sanitary products and all that mm. sort of stuff. So, which never seen that before. Didn't mm. see that in Finding Nemo. Well, nope. it, was, it was a boy fish, I think. But anyway. <laughs> it's um, it, it's it's one of those things where it's uh, it's good to bring the, these kind of things up. Yeah. Um, which is kind of kind of ironic though that in the uh, the other um, uh, side of things, in uh, America and Florida at the moment, uh, there's this bill that's going to pass called uh, "Don't Say Gay," which is about uh, stopping teachers from talking about homosexuality in schools. Oh my god! So it's kind of like you've got. Yeah, and Disney funded some of the, like, you know, donated to some of the politicians who put this bill forward. And so there's a, a massive thing. Are you for real? Oh, yeah. And so there's, a, <sighs> there's a massive thing at the moment in, uh, in America. Cause they, Disney, they uh, initially, when people were saying, uh, you know, this is really bad, why are mm. you doing this? They kind of like didn't say anything and, and kept to themselves. And then uh, they realised, oh, this is <laughs> not a good thing. And they've, you know, made a you know, statement that this is, you know, not a good thing. We don't agree with this bill. Uh, we're giving you know, five million dollars to these you know charities for uh, you know that are linked with uh, you know gay rights and stuff like that, but uh, it's apparently not good enough because uh, today or yesterday there was like a mass walkout of Disney uh, staff uh, all wow. around the world uh, to say we don't agree with what mm. happened, and uh, which is really good, like um, because. 
it, it the, the the Disney can't like you know say one thing on one hand and mm-hmm. then you know give money to people who are like clearly horrible mm-hmm. uh, on the other hand. So I, I think it's going to give them have have them have a really good look and, and think about themselves. This is why corporations should not put money into politics, but that's the entire way politics works in in America and here in Australia. I've, I've, I'm baffled. I'm literally baffled why it's allowed that, you know, people uh, with a vested interest in certain political decisions are allowed to give money to the politicians. It happens here in Australia I, too. I, I know it does, it's but to, to me it should be like, no. <laughs> There's absolutely mm. no reason uh, in America why the politicians need as much money as they do to be able to get elected. It's just ridiculous. Well, they have a two-and-a-half-year... Um, Campaign. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It feels like it anyway. See, all you need to do, I mean, if, just think about all the good they could do with in America with the money that they waste on uh, elections and I politics. I know, and it's ridiculous. Absolutely insane. But anyway, mm. so here in Australia, you know, at least uh, we've only got to put up with it for what, a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, eight weeks or something. Yeah, call, Thank goodness for that. Yeah, eight weeks call an election, mm. have the election. Then we'll just get over it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I watched Turning Red. And then the other thing I watched was um, a documentary that is uh, showing at Luna Palace Cinemas. Um, I think it starts this week. Uh, I was just trying to find the information. I bought my, I got a brand new laptop. So fancy. It is very fancy. So I thought I'd bring it in um, so I could access it while I'm live on air like a proper professional. Um, But then you hear the clicking of the, you know. Click, 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 click as you try to find. Would you I feel go to a, a short break while you find uh, the information? Would that be helpful? That's good, but the, uh, I found it. The oh. movie is called, but we will go to a break. The movie is called Carbon, the Unauthorised Biography. So, and it's in cinemas next week. Lovely. So stay tuned and we'll talk a bit mm. more about that. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Yes, I am doing that. That's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, Some off-air antics as always here in the studio at Radio Fremantle if you're listening live. Otherwise, you can listen back on the podcast and it's probably just as fun. Uh, Anyway, Uh, so documentaries, Mm. they're always good stuff. They are. (laughs) I hope you're in for (laughs) documentaries. Thumbs up. Good stuff. (laughs) That's my campaign. You heard it here first from Cecilia. She thinks documentaries are awesome. Thumbs up, two thumbs up, in fact. <laughs> Back to you in the other studio. Um, anyway. <laughs> Back to you guys with your laptops. <laughs> um, so I watched a documentary, as you mentioned. Um, the Meet the most misunderstood element on earth is the tagline, Carbon, the unauthorised biography and I think the whole point of this documentary is I guess um, carbon is everywhere um, and it's in everything but I think a lot of people don't really understand it and ultimately blame it for climate change and all sorts of stuff. Um, This is a really interesting documentary because the character of carbon is voiced by Sarah Snook from uh, who's Australian because this isn't an Australian documentary. She's from Succession uh, and a bunch of other stuff. So it intersperses it with lots of interviews with um, lots of different scientists. You've got 
uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't know what it is about him. Like he's an astrophysicist. There's something about the way he talks that makes me feel very inspired and slightly turned on. (laughs) That's exactly what a good documentary will do. (laughs) (laughs) It's Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't know. Maybe it's just I, I don't know what it is about him. I feel he's like... Kind of sexy. I, I think Dr. Carl has the same effect on me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. You've got other astrophysicists. Um, you also have uh, interviews with biologists, historians, climate change scientists. Uh, it's it's kind of it's a journey, and it sounds like when when this came through as an email, um, you know that this was coming out I'm like yeah bang on want that screener and I think my email to Tony was the nerd in me would love to watch this and review it thank you very much (laughs) Um, but there might be other people who are like I have no interest in in watching a documentary about carbon like how freaking boring it wasn't Um, do you guys remember the Damon Gamow um, documentaries yes so I can't remember exactly what they were called one Uh, of them had to do with food sugar film that, sh- that sugar film, yes. And then the second one, oh gosh. It's, it I want to call it 4040, but I don't think yeah, that's... Yeah, it was 2040 or something 2040, like that. 2040, yes, yeah. that's it. So the good thing about those documentaries was it was feeding you information in an inter- like in an entertaining package where there's the use of animation and interesting um, talking heads and s- this does the same thing. There's a little bit of animation and I think using... Um, Using the element, if you excuse the pun, of having Sarah Snook narrate it as as the character of of Carbon is really really interesting. And I think a lot of the times, I think I know a lot about stuff, but I'm like, there's coal and oil, and um, I kind of know where they come from. And then there's climate change, and I kind of know about that. Like I've kind of got a surface level, but this movie takes Carbon from the start of like you know we're all made of stars, uh, and there's you know it's all in hu- in us. We're all made of carbon, and then it talks about about how it breaks down, becomes coal, and then it also breaks down and becomes oil. And what did that, like you bring the history mm-hmm. into it and how that affected um, history and then how that goes on to climate change. So I felt like I learnt a whole lot in a really entertaining way and I think it will end up probably um, on ABC or SBS and I think it'll be a really good tool um, in high schools eventually maybe. I don't know. Um, but it just felt like I thought I knew stuff, mm. but I feel like I I really figured stuff out today. So um, I, this is out. I'm just having a look at – do you like my crazy notes? Love it. Yes. I see pictures of bananas. Oh, well, it's not – it's less about the bananas mm. and more about like my crazy writing, like notes. Neil deGrasse Tyson, sexy, inspiring. <laughs> we are made of stars. Climate change. Methane gas. <laughs> All I, the important I think, I think you're, you're Carbon uh, capturing. I think your notebook needed like little pins and bits of red string just to <laughs> tie everything together. Yep. And then, then you go, ah, that's who did it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Life, life of the party, carbon is the life of the party because it's very versatile. Let's mm-hmm. play with lots of different elements. It can be a solid, liquid, gas. There's animation, bonds, attracts. Like it's just, it's, it's a bit so nucleic was, acid, DNA. So the bad anyway. carbon that's out in the atmosphere, can we, can we capture that carbon well, and turn it into diamonds? 
I don't know that you can turn it into diamonds, but they are certainly, there are climate change specialists who are looking at ways of capturing that carbon. Because when you think about it, it, it this movie talks about the cycle of carbon where it started, you get the decay and then um, we take it out as coal and it goes into the earth and now we've got to try and recapture it so we're not completely effing up the world. Yeah. Mm. But it's not carbon's fault. It's what the humans have done with mm. the carbon. So Because we're... we're carbon-based life forms. We are carbon-based yeah. life and forms. Like, and, and, and like the dinosaurs and everything like that, they, they were carbon-based life forms as well. Yeah, yeah and you've got yeah. trees and, and like everything. And so when that stuff goes into the ground, mm-hmm. that, as said, that breaks down and then eventually becomes oil, which we take out of the ground, refine, turn into petrol, and then we uh, have carbon... And then you release the, the carbon yeah. back into the atmosphere. So but we shouldn't do that then. Well, well it's not... It's not that it well yes you should <laughs> but it's it's far more it's not what the carbon was designed to do you mm. know what i mean yeah. so it it and there's exponentially too much carbon being you know put out in that way it was just a fascinating documentary i loved it cuz um, before like the the worst like you know carbon like in the caveman days would be uh, obviously carbon dioxide from your breath mm-hmm. and then the carbon that would be let off when you burnt stuff and that would be pretty much it. Well, I mean, and then you've got when trees decay, there's there's really great animation mm. in this where they're like, um, Sarah Snook is, is narrating and she's like, I was once a leaf here and then a mammoth stood on me and it pushed me down into the ground and then uh, I got pressurised and all became, <laughs> yeah, anyway, so it, it's, it's Damn just really, mammoths. <sighs> Just so you, you, go you and see it. It's you really thought, interesting. You, you I did. It, it was good. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Science is, so it was. A, it was. A, it was experience. Science for is you. amazing. Yeah. I love guys, science. have you seen that meme um, of like the penguin who goes up to those Arctic um, scientists and it's like, "Hello, yes, I would like to science." Yes. yes. You've seen that? Like, I love li- it. Literally today, I saw. Oh, it. really? Yeah. <laughs> One of our friends must have shared it recently yeah. on Facebook. We so that's why we've both seen it. So um, this has got a limited screening um, at Luna Cinemas from March the thirty first. So if you've got some kids kids that are super into science, um, this might be a great movie to see with them because you'll both learn a little bit. I'm going to give it a four. Mm. A four. Oh, I should, um, I'm going to give it a four decayed, decayed marine animals that nice. become oil. I think they should do a double feature with that one, like have that movie and then weird science afterwards. <laughs> Just to lighten the mood a little exactly, bit. Exactly, exactly, yes. Yeah. Mm. Who doesn't need a little bit of chips, dips, chains and whips? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Cecilia's not laughing. Sorry, she I'm, haven't I'm, seen very, I'm very, very um, distracted. distracted here by something important that I'm doing. But <laughs> something that's more important than being on live radio. No, no, sorry. I was trying to get some details up for a film that I was going to talk about a bit later. Well, that's fi- sorry. You're forgiven. Sorry, I probably you f- should have done it at a more appropriate time. Oh, there is no appropriate time. We do things on the fly. That's do how we? we. That's how we fly. Do we? I think so. Did you know that Fremantle has its very own art house cinema? You'll find Luna on Essex, midway along Essex Street in the heart of Fremantle, screening an incredible variety of niche, foreign language and quality mainstream films in comfortable and intimate surrounds. It feels more like your own home movie theatre rather than a cinema. Catch up with friends for a pre-show drink in the fully licensed alfresco area or enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese platter during the movie. 
Check out what's on along with details of forthcoming films, festivals and added value events at lunapalace.com.au. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Fantastic. So many great <laughs> films out at the moment. <laughs> oh, dear. If only people knew the conversations we have off air. Sometimes I wonder we should just not click the buttons and just keep going and see what happens. No. Well, we have to play these we have sponsors to play live on, on air. We do. And the I talking don't. through we can do on Tangent City. That Particularly that sponsor because that was Luna. And, uh, yes. Know, Luna um, Cinemas being a place that we all are very passionate mm-hmm. about uh, visiting. Yes. Um, I was there on Saturday. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> tell us more, Lewis. Well, I was there and I, all I could hear was this swearing coming from the car park. Uh, <laughs> just going... Why won't you effing work? Um, it was what strange. do you mean declined? I've got heaps of money in well, there. Well, not heaps of money, but definitely enough. Was it your credit card you were trying to use? Well, your... I used my phone as well. But it was your credit card and your, your phone, which is your credit card. I have or... a feeling there must have been something at that time with the, my bank going on. I had my company credit card there. I was like... You're, you're no, 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 no. Haven't you seen Inventing Anna? Don't use your credit card. That is for work purposes. Oh, okay. I'll your your, um, <laughs> your uh, bank that you bank with doesn't happen to start with an A, does it? Yeah. Yeah, well, they did have a issues because I had the same thing. Like I went there and I went because I just literally used it beforehand at the physio and then I went to the car park and I went, do, 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 declined. I went, son of a... And then I went, do, 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 declined. Because it's not a... At Leaderville, it's not a small thing you've got to do. You've got to like, no. put in the number plate. You've got to put you've in gotta the You've got to get time. there 15 minutes early just to do this You've got to scan your face. Yeah. No, you don't have to scan your face. But you, you've got <laughs> no, pretty you much stuff to everything but that. Um, but, yeah, declined twice. And then I was, like, ready to punch the machine. <laughs> but then I used my other other credit <laughs> card worked. instead. Uh, but that's what it was. It wasn't you. It wasn't... It was your... Your bank was just... I thought it might have been a bank. And I, I did have my... Um, company card and I was like oh I'm sure I could just use it and be like I just went out for a meeting this day and parked yeah. but then I was like you know what I'm not going to I'm just going to go home because no, it was already acting. at this point it was 11.02 and the movie oh. starts at 11 and I didn't want to be that mm. person who walked into the film and like, you're all flustered as well so I you're not in the right flustered. you're not in the right frame of mind yeah. to, to get into the film yeah so it's totally fine but Lewis got to see the film I will see the film and um it's called Road to Perth. It is Road to Perth. I wish, I, I swear I would have been at the car park at the same time as you. You probably were. Yeah, but if, if I'd known, then I could have gone, oh, here you go. Oh, just, yeah, oh thanks, Lewis. Oh, well, next time. Next he time. says that now. <laughs> at the time, he would have been like, um, I've got to go. I've got heaps of money in my bank account. Let me pay for you. No, no, I could just pay the actual car that worked because I. You know, <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. I'm just taking the piss. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Road to Perth is uh, like initially I heard the title and I was thinking, I've got to see this film. Hmm. It has Perth in the title. I like it when I see films which are set in Perth or at least part of it set in Perth. Um, and then uh, I, I watched the film and it's. Uh, interesting, like uh, just having a quick look at the uh, IMDb, which I can do now because I have a new iPad. So I can, I can now access, We've all got new devices this week. I can now access uh, the IMDb's and actually, you know, uh, see stuff on there. Um, the main actors, uh, Tommy O'Brien and Hannah Lehman, who play Alex and Ronnie, are also the writers of the film along with the director of the film. Uh, who is Chad Peters. So 
the the two main cast members and the director wrote the film. So clearly a very big passion project mm. we're talking about here. And it's the story of Alex who is rejected after a marriage proposal. And so Alex is an American and his, uh, his um, partner rejects him when he, he proposes and they'd plan to come to Australia and do a trip uh, you know, around Australia or, or to, to different cities of Australia. Um, he gets dumped and he's just like, oh, well, I guess I'll just go and <laughs> jumps on the plane, flies to Australia, um, goes, the first place he goes to is the, um, the house of the be- one of the friends of his ex-girlfriend. Awkward. Um, and uh, she's just like, well, do you, do you know anyone here? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got this guy I you know online. And, yeah, he's in uh, Adelaide, so I'm going to you know, go there and uh, you know, catch up with him. And, yeah, it's all going to be good. And he's doing this thing where wherever he goes, he takes a photo of someone uh, like from the, the town and then asks them where they are, so what their name is, where they are, and what's good about the place that they're in. Um, and just to have something to do as he's you know, yeah. traveling around. Now, he um, ends up uh, in Adelaide and, uh, you know, wants to meet up with his uh, his mate, but his mate says, oh, can you go to the airport and pick up my sister? And he was like, yeah, okay, I can do that, fine. So he goes and picks up the sister and then ends up uh, agreeing to uh, take the sister from Adelaide uh, to Perth. Um, and On a road trip. Yeah, so that she can scatter her father's ashes along the way. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So oh. I, I've never actually done – I've never been to Adelaide. It looked quite nice in the uh, the footage I saw. It looked, looked very nice. I've been. It's, it's quite it's, nice. Yeah, it, but it was really interesting. The, um, the film starts and he f- uh, flies into Melbourne – and I thought it was weird because it was called Road to Perth and it didn't occur to me that the, <laughs> it would start anywhere other than Perth. I don't know why mm. I thought that, mm. even though it's called Road, Road to Perth. To Perth. <laughs> um, and so, but yeah, he starts in Melbourne and then he uh, go, gets to Adelaide, picks up uh, Ronnie in Adelaide and she's very abrasive uh, at the start um, uh, but then like warms up as their, their friendship progresses because they, they're basically, you know, dr- travelling along, finding motels, staying in the, the same room in a motel kind of thing. Uh, totally bo- awkward. Yeah, both both single good-looking people and you're just thinking, when is the sex going to happen? <laughs> um, but uh, it was, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the film. It was like, you know, it's just, it's a it's a, a definitely like a character piece mm. one. Uh, both actors are very, you know, accomplished in making it seem real and, um, mm. And it was it was great to be able to see these you know parts of Australia that you you generally don't see. It wasn't scripted, was it? This film, or it's partly scripted? Well, as I said, they're they're, they're uh, Alex and Ronnie and the director are um, credited as, as the writers. Right. So I think it probably was a bit improvised, yep. hence why there'd be the rise. But there were other people um, in the story as well that were outside of that. But mm-hmm. uh, their their lines must have been scripted as well. But um, it was. Um, Really interesting, I thought. Just the uh, the road trip kind of element to it, uh, you know, the the fact that the dad's ashes just never seemed to run out. <laughs> there was a lot of dad in that uh, container that she had. Um, but yeah, I think for me it was just like the excitement, and it seems so pathetic. I live in Perth; I can see these things whenever I want. But <laughs> it was kind of just exciting to see see them on screen, see Perth, mm. even even uh, Esperance. Like uh, they go through you know, Adelaide, and they go to Esperance. And is that Pink Lake in in Esperance? Or um, it, it is. Um, it's not pink anymore. It's not pink anymore. 
No, no. it hasn't been pink for years. Oh, okay. Because of I don't know why. Yeah. Um, there is another pink lake, but it's on a little island, island just right. off of Esperance and you have to take a, a very expensive flight to go over the top of it and look at it. Oh, you can't get on, on the island? You can only look at it from the... Uh, I don't know if you can... You can probably get on... I don't know. I don't know. You might be able to get there on a, on a boat yeah. trip. Mm. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Lake Hiller is the one that you're talking about and when you drive past it, it's it's not pink anymore. Yeah. It hasn't been pink for years. I swear I, I've flown over there before. It's there, been a pink lake before. Well, there is a pink lake near Geraldton. Oh, okay. Uh, and then there's a pink lake on an island just off of Esperance. Right. Fair enough. But yeah, I'm full of um, a wealth <laughs> of knowledge. When it comes to pink lakes. Apparently. Um, but yeah, no, it was. But it was really good to see them in these places you, that most kind of WA people might have been to. So, mm. but then when I came to actually Perth, and you see like things you you recognise in Perth, uh, it, it was it was kind of exciting. Although it was a bit confusing as well in, in some points because there's this one scene where they're driving through the tunnel, and then in the next scene they're driving towards Perth. Oh. So. Is that correct? No, that's not correct. If I'm going to say, oh, well, that's yeah. not correct. If you're, if you're going through the tunnel, either way, you're either you're going away from Perth because you're going uh-huh. either north away from Perth yep. or south away from or, or south, east, towards, towards east south. Easy south. Yeah. Mm. So uh, either way, you're not going to be going through that tunnel and then to Perth. going into Perth unless you go like um, you're going through the tunnel going towards um, Welshville Road. Uh, and then you I, get I off. don't know that we need <laughs> all of this information. Fair enough. Okay. okay. I'm trying try to just say that he's American. He's not from here. Maybe he missed a turn and he had to do Yui and go back. Maybe that's what he did. I don't know. But I was really engrossed in listening to you guys talk that through. For some reason, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a real valid point right there. <laughs> and anyway, you, you stopped. Until I cut him off and anyway, like, yeah, I think was, we're good here. Yeah. <laughs> we're done. But no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was a, you know, a really – I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed – like there's a, you know, a certain – like um, when people are, you know, not in a relationship and you can see that there's this stuff happening mm. um, and then like, you know, he's an American. He's got to go back home. And, you know, there's that, you know, are we you know, going to do a relationship thing? Are we not doing a relationship thing? But not in a rom-com kind of way, like in mm. a real kind of way. So I, I think it was really good. I, I really enjoyed the film. And uh, if it's only a like a, a piece for them to present to people going to, look what we can write and, yeah. and, and direct and do, mm. I think it's a damn good piece. Yeah. They've, they've done mm. a good job of it. So, um, yeah, it's out next week, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we should go and support any film that has Perth in the title. Uh, just it, to, it, it, are the, the makers of it, are they from Western Australia? I'm not sure. Not, not 100% sure? Well, Tom, uh, Tommy O'Brien is an American. So that's a no. Yeah, but... Uh, but that's okay. WA stuff is good. We, we've... Um, you should score it before I make my next note, <laughs> probably. Uh, I'm going to give it um, uh, four coffee tins. Ah, coffee. Yeah. Nice. Um, were you guys aware that there is a Perth... Um, a, 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 Film a short uh, live action short film which was produced and made in in WA by Perth filmmakers that is up for an Oscar. No, I was tell us more. I got that email today as well. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, it, it's a movie called Please Hold, and it's um, 
it's about a guy who gets arrested but through kind of a drone system, like an automated system, and he's kind of wrongly imprisoned. Um, so it looks kind of interesting and it's like, oh, there's like little bits of Northbridge and stuff in there. So, well, I don't know. It looks like Northbridge. I could be wrong. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I just love it when, you know, films are set around Perth and they use, like, as I said, that example of going through a tunnel and then going towards the city. Mm. Or there was that other film, I can't remember what it was about, the boxes, and they they took the, the ferry uh, from South uh, South Perth to uh, South, to Perth to South Perth. And they made it as, seem like a really long trip. Well, they just made it seem like legitimate transport that people actually use. Um, it is if you live in South Perth. Yeah, I know, but... Not that many people live in South Perth. Um, and then there was uh, the People last in South <laughs> Perth would argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> there was, they, 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 they're there, but do they really live there? That's the question. <laughs> That's such a random thing to say. No, I, do they really live there? Yeah. No, do no, they I just, really? I'll just, be, I'll just be nasty to South Perth people. They're, you're a lovely South Perth people. It's, uh, yeah. My dad lived there for a number of years. Yeah. And it makes it – I was thinking – that's got, funny. I was thinking about that on the drive here. Like I told somebody where my father-in-law lived and I thought, gee, that makes him sound like he's got heaps of money and lives on one of those nice big properties. Um, he doesn't. And then I was like, oh, I used to tell my dad and my friends that my dad lived in South Perth and people probably thought, oh, well, she's full of money. <laughs> no, he lived in like a two-bed unit with like a tiny, tiny – I don't come from money. Like, so there are some South Perth people who are not rubbish. Yeah, I'd like that. Uh, that um, did you like that train of thought? That was very, very good train of thought. I, I think the uh, the South Perth thing. They they should get off the boat and they should walk up the the, the street past the zoo, and then you just hear all the noises of the, the zoo. That would be awesome. Mm. Yeah, you know, just give you that that kind of feel to it. That's how weird South Perth is weird because like you know you've got uh, you know animals. There's like lions in South Perth. Yeah, elephants mm. and giraffes. It is kind of bizarre when you think about oh, where yeah. the zoo is yeah. situated, and that outside of that, there's like residential properties mm-hmm. and, and suburbia. It's quite strange, isn't it? On a quiet morning, when I used to stay at my dad's, um, you could go outside and sometimes hear the monkeys going whoop whoop whoop. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's that awesome! Would be cool. And then my dad would be like, "Oh, your family's calling." <laughs> <laughs> that's a horrible thing to say. To oh, your that's my dad. He's um, oh. Well, interesting way of communicating. We'll take a break and we'll hop back and we'll talk about Dog, a uh, also a road film. So there you go. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. I love being privy to the conversations <laughs> that you two have while we're off air. I love sitting here behind the panel pretending I'm doing my thing but actually listening to what you guys talk about. Here's, here's one of the questions that popped up. Are quokkas vegetarian? Well, Do we know? For more, let's pass it on <laughs> to our expert. Let's pass it. I'll let you look that up while no, I No, you're talk. no. What are you talking about? You're our expert. You're like a vet lady. <laughs> well, I think they are vegetarian, yes. Well, there's nothing much Actually, else no, to eat I in like Rotten Nest, isn't it? They probably eat like small. Rats. Yeah. I feel like they've got a vicious side to them and they probably do eat small oh, children. <laughs> <laughs> Evil quok. I don't want another selfie. There's no drop bears. It's drop quokkas, people. That's the new thing. Come to Perth. We got oh drop quokkas. 
That's um, like that song, Come to Australia, you might accidentally get killed. <laughs> you know that song, yeah? Yeah. No, yeah. do you know what? I think they just eat small fruits and nuts and, like, and bits and pieces. Like other wallaby species, the quokka <laughs> is a vegetarian. There we go. There is a herbivorous diet and is solely composed of surrounding plant materials, which is weird because those, like, the plants on uh, Rottnest are shite. Have <laughs> 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 you tasted them, have you? No, no, it's just like all really, they just look really, da- they look like they'll kill you, the plants. <laughs> yeah, they just, it's a bit They're rough. It's all spiky and stuff. Mm, yeah. been to Rottnest. You what? Know what? I know. I'm, I know. Don't, let's not even go there. But it's going to happen. I'm, I'm probably going to go sometime. I'm probably going to go. <laughs> I just never had the opportunity. Did you? No, I, I I've been to Woody Island. Where's that? That's near Esperance. Oh, okay. So um, did you enjoy the shock and horror from both of us? What? <laughs> I did, but I knew I was going to get that reaction. How un-Australian. How unpersonal. I know. I just don't have the time, guys. <laughs> Please, seriously, I'm busy. All right? You don't have the time in the 30-whatever years you've been. Oh, no, you're not 30 29, yet. thank you. 29. <laughs> 29 years that you've lived here. I've only lived here for 10, 11 years. I That's plenty up. of time. To be busy. fair, Chris, <laughs> I think, had never been to Rottnest until I took him. Oh, there you go. So it's just not, doesn't, I mean, look at me. Do I look like the kind of person who gets out in nature? <laughs> I mean, and come in the on, sun, people, seriously, on, on a beach, not at all. I, I would think you just like get off the ferry at Rottnest, go to the pub, and just like drink at the pub, I and would then get do back that. on the ferry and go back. Yeah, home. I would do oh, that. Why? What is the point of that? Well, it's not. I'm not saying that there's a point to it. I'm just saying that I thought that that's what you, you and your friends might I do. I probably would do young, that. Yeah, because you're young. That's what young people do: is go and drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. God. My my mum's ex used to own a yacht, and again, oh. this, this conversation is this is this relating yeah. to the last conversation. But it didn't it wasn't my mum's yacht. She also didn't have money, <laughs> and he was an absolute prick. Yeah. Um, but beside that, uh, I did get to go on a yacht quite a lot as a youth, and spent quite a lot of time at Rottnest. So I love this. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a side of you we haven't seen before. <laughs> did you not know that? I did not know that Rachel was a yachty person when she was younger. Oh, yeah, did I know you... how to tack and everything. Wow. At the boat club. <laughs> yes, boat I did club? go to the Fremantle Yacht Club yeah. and there were a lot of total pricks there <laughs> so you know who were the... mostly drunk and trying to touch you. <gasps> not me specifically, no. oh. but uh, women. Just lots of groping men. Mm. Who are like drunk and smell like salt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's changed, probably, hopefully. But yeah, it's not. It, it's I, you know what? I think my mum thought better of taking me to the Frio Yacht Club after a little bit. She's like, this place is not appropriate for my child. Yeah, there was one. Sorry, I know I'm tangenting, but there was one. Um, they they did this. Thing where they got all the people, all the guys to dress up as women and do like a, a catwalk show where all of the men dressed up as women because that was funny back in the 90s. Um, yeah, lots of really ugly women <laughs> <laughs> who were oh, probably dear. drunk. Anyway, moving on to moving a movie-based thing. To a movie-based thing. Dog is the new Channing Tatum film, uh, which was actually co written by him alongside uh, Brett Rodriguez. But Look Chan- at these actors writing stuff. I know. Look, just, really not, just, not just a pretty face. We haven't seen Channing Tatum. I don't know. She hasn't reviewed it yet. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> but Tatum plays Briggs. He's this kind of um, ex-soldier that's been 
kind of dismissed because he's had this head injury and he has to be signed off to go back and he's really determined to get back in the game but his army captain won't quite sign him off to say he's, you know, good and well unless he takes Lulu, a decommissioned combat dog, to a funeral off her former army ranger handler. So, unfortunately, Lulu has got uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. She was put in a lot of situations that involved loud noises, um, violence, and obviously seeing the death of her, you know, uh, co-worker. So, she's really quite difficult to handle. So, Briggs has to kind of work with her and, and gain her trust, and they do so on a road journey from Washington all the way to Arizona. I don't actually know how long that would take. You guys might be able to. Washington to Arizona? Yeah. Um, it, it depends on how many nights you stop. Yep. Um, but it probably took me to one and a half weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. So it's, it's quite, a lengthy, quite a lengthy journey, really. Well, yeah, but I stopped a lot during mm. the way. They yep. probably wouldn't have stopped as much. Yeah. So, I mean. Pretend it's Cairns and you're driving to Kalgoorlie. Yeah. So it, it's a big journey for a guy to spend with a dog that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't quite trust him yet. So really there's these misadventures that kind of crop up as the uh, two go along and some of them are really quite funny. And it, it's interesting because when I seen the ad for this film, I was like, oh, it's another film about a guy and a dog who form a bond and, you know, that's really all it is. But it's actually a really nice story about friendship and there is somewhat that element of post-traumatic stress disorder Mm. and and, you know what war can do to you and the injuries and things like that and look it's not an award-winning film but I liked this so much more than I thought I actually found myself smiling I was laughing and it just felt really nice to see a film where you don't have to think too much. Given the current climate, there's a lot going on in the world and I, it was just yeah. nice to have that light-hearted film about a friendship between a guy and a dog. Uh, and you look, I mean, Channing Tatum, you know, I wouldn't call him a, you know, an award-winning actor by any means, but he was really or, good. What about writer? He, no, look, I think he did a really good job co-writing this film. I okay. think that some of the misadventures that these guys get up to are really creative. They're not your normal things that you kind of mm. see. Uh yeah, it, it's really – I liked it. I think that he's got good range as an actor and they used three Belgian um, Malamus as these who collectively play this dog um, mm. and, you know, there's a, a lot of cool dog training that's gone into this as well. So, you know, it's a really nice, light-hearted, heartfelt story about friendship and, and, and journey and also the, you know, the difficult and dark side to war as well, you know. I mean, that's – stuff that happens all the time and it's really difficult mm. um you know they do attend this funeral and you know that's quite upsetting to to see the family quite upset and the dog still remembers and yeah so a really nice heartfelt film that i enjoyed so much more than i thought i was going to mm. uh so i'm going to score this what did i score this <laughs> for, for those mm. for those playing at home um the distance from washington to arizona is 3704 kilometers so that would take uh, one day and nine hours to drive, apparently. If 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 you didn't stop at all, if you never stop. stopped, no pee yeah, breaks, if people. If you floored yeah. it, and there was there was a lot of stops here because yeah. those, those <laughs> you would are, hope so. That's where those misadventures kind of happen. He meets some quirky characters along the way, and and that kind of happens. And he builds you know more mm. friendships as he goes. So I'm going to score this uh, three and a half, three and a half broken windows. 
Um, so you watched another film. It wasn't at the cinemas, though, was it? No, this one hit uh, Amazon Prime, I believe, or one of the wonderful well, streaming. Uh, I don't potentially know. Potentially I have no idea. Mm. It's it's saying it's an original film from Hulu, so yep. I don't know what. Actually, you might be right. Binge, I think, um, stream some of Hulu's stuff. But, yes, it's, it's called Deep Water. It's actually adapted by Zach Helm. Uh, and Sam Levinson from a 1957 novel by uh, Patricia Highsmith, the author behind the talented Mr Ripley. So the source material is, you would think, would be quite good. Good. And and I think that's why I might have been a little bit intrigued. And it's also directed by Adrian Lin, who is the the mind behind Fatal Attraction, Indecent Proposal, and a string of other kind of erotic thrillers and you know he it's hasn't thing. yeah it's his thing and he hasn't done a lot for about two decades so this is kind of his first piece since you know 20 years or so but yeah it centers around a, a wealthy couple you've got Vic played by Ben Affleck and Melinda played by Anna Diamas. I think that's how you say her name and they kind of test their their marriage by agreeing to be in an open relationship I suppose but it's more one-sided in that Melinda takes in men and kind of Vic just kind of stands aside and, and, and is there. And the story really starts to set pace when we learn that one of Melinda's past boyfriends disappeared and then something bad happens to another. And I guess the question becomes, did Vic do this? Or, you know, did he have something to do with the, the disappearance and things of these men? Or is someone else involved? So I guess, you know, as a Erotic thriller, it's got some of those elements mm. there. So when you say erotic, are you saying there's lots of sex in it? No. There's not What's a lot of sex. What's the point um, then? It's more kind of deceit, infidelity. I, I think how is it? An, how has it got an R rating? If That's, yeah. This is, I mean, there's not a lot of sex in this at all. Um, it's more soft, very soft. Okay. Um, See, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'd sound disappointed, but mm. I'm just like, don't advertise it as an erotic yep. thriller and have yep. an R unless you're going to have like, yeah. I mean, there's sex going on in Bridgerton that's probably why. Oh, I've seen far more films with more sex than this in it and um but and you know even melinda is a bit of a stretch for a femme fatale which is usually what you would have in a you know maybe an erotic thriller she's not really that so yeah i think it's more a thriller if anything and it it certainly doesn't quite hit the mark i think if you consider it you know compare it to films like i don't know basic instinct is probably the crown Mm. jewel of erotic thrillers yeah those types of films it certainly does not hit that level and i guess it's interesting when you look back 20 years and you see those films and we've progressed 20 years but they don't this didn't seem like it had progressed with that time frame Mm. that you would see in other films yeah so Mm. i mean look it's an interesting watch and you, you get to kind of go along with the ride you know who who done it maybe but yeah i mean certainly not um as good as I thought it was going to be or, or an erotic thriller. I wouldn't go watching this if you were seeking an erotic thriller. <laughs> Not that I was. I just want to say that. I, I, sure, sure. The reason I watched this is because there was that murder element to it right. and that kind of drew me in because I thought, oh, you know, who did it kind of thing. So that's what drew me into the film. But and um, again, for those playing at home, it is on Prime. Thank you. Thank mm. you very much. Um, any last um, comments, thoughts? Um, <laughs> any uh, final words, people? Oh, hey, hey, have you? Are you going to go and see X? Um, I am hoping to see this film. Absolutely, it looks so fantastic. This is like a. It, it's filmed 
to look like a like a 70s horror film. Yeah. Including like it's set in the 70s because you got everyone like in the 70s um, makeup and hair and, and clothes and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's like a grindhouse type film. Yeah. So I'm but it's everyone is talking about how good it is. Oh, I'm I, so, I haven't heard many reviews, but I'm super looking forward to this film. I have been for a while and I just like the whole 70s vibe about yes, it. Uh, you've same. got Britney Snow in this film. You've got oh, I forget Martin her name. Henderson, yes. um Mia Goth. Mia Goth is in the film. So it's it looks very very cool. Um cuz you you I don't know who Mia Goth is, but she's from um uh, she was in Sus- Suspiria. Suspiria, thank well you. As, um, a Cure for Wellness, which was a film released a few years ago, which oh. was um, quite a good film. Yeah, Creepy, creepy. Creepy, creepy. Uh, and Jenna Ortega from You, which I haven't watched because I tried to watch an episode and I hated it. I got through the first season, believe it or not, wow. of You because I wanted to see how it progressed. But yeah. I do love all the memes associated with You. Um, I think they're quite funny. The memes. I didn't yeah. know there were memes. <laughs> they're memes. Oh, and you, try, you talked to me last week about um that after party yes yes i so apple lets you watch an episode of something for free uh so i i i had closed my um subscription because i've got too many of them um but it said you can watch an episode for free so i'm like cool i will and i didn't regret cancelling apple i don't know what you see in that tv show it's terrible i don't think it would really seriously Not even Tiffany Haddish can save it. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Well, she plays the detective, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen... I tried to watch an episode too but couldn't get... But I'm... Yeah. Maybe it's our minds are just... Oh, just, I just... Yeah, I surprised. No, I think it was just crap. <laughs> I like Say it, it how it is. Actually, have you seen that other Tiffany Haddish movie um, that was on... Uh, Netflix. It was like a combination of a, a pranked TV show. Yeah, I did. And like an actual scripted show. Sorry. Or a scripted. It was I, a movie. I did because I remember. Oh, what is it called? The, um, it's freaking hilarious. Have you like seen it? Ice cream, or he's like making a smoothie or something, and then he's. <laughs> oh yeah, his hand goes in there. Um, Lewis has no idea what we're talking about, and but you seriously, you have to see it. I think. Um, I think maybe with the uh, the after party, you got to get past that first episode. Yeah, because that's all. I don't want to have to get past a first episode. Just saying, I want to be in it, like involved. Well, that's. All it- <laughs> <laughs> that's I, yeah, I don't have time to like. I need the story to be there and obvious and I just found it annoying and I found everything about that annoying. But that's okay. Um, Well, at least you saved yourself some time and money, so that's good. This is true. Um, I'm trying to find that. uh, Bad trip, there it is, bad trip. If you haven't seen that, watch it. I have not laughed so hard. I had to pause it multiple times because I'm like, I'm going to vomit from laughing. This is so funny. (laughs) And I'm not into that kind of stuff normally. Mm. It's like a mix-up between jackass and like... I don't know. Yeah, it's not your typical thing. No, I'm, I'm it's very not. surprised you like it. It's very oh, surprising. It was so good. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to go. We do. We'll be back next week, though. Catch well, you later, guys. Some of us will. Yeah, I won't. You won't, no. but we will. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.